This is the plaintiff, Marcus Drew Steele. He is suing his co-host for reneging on recording responsibilities. He claims that the defendant missed their session to twirl about the city. He is suing for bus fare and pain and suffering. The defendant, Trenton Rashad, he claims he don't owe Marcus a damn thing. It's not his fault he's in high demand. He says that the plaintiff needs to stop with the jealousy and just do his showgirl. Welcome to the People's Court. All right, Your Honor, I'm here because my time has absolutely been wasted. And I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. I want bus fare. I want I emotional damage. And you won't see a dime of it. You will not see a dime of it. Okay. Listen, Your Honor, I can't help it that I pops flavor and drip sauce everywhere I go. It's not my fault that Girl, I'm in high demand around this city. This podcast, okay? I have okay? lots of topics to cover and things like that. And he's wasting time with even pre- coming up with this silly claim and Ain't charge. Ain't no time being wasted because there was no episode. So I and feel like what actually, you should do right now is tell the audience why you missed last week. Listen, and that's none of their business. Okay? As we know, I don't um. share nothing with them anyway. <laughs> okay? Because okay? I mind in mind. They Clearly. should mind theirs. And we didn't share now, an episode. Last Listen, week what I'm going to say is is that while you up here doing all of this, Your Honor, I would like to introduce a counterclaim oh, for pain okay. and suffering Uh-oh. and bothering me with all of this bull, okay? But I am willing to settle out of court Child for Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Listen, I had things I had to do, and let me introduce evidence A. Oh, okay. This text message, because we were actually cheating. supposed to uh, record the day before, but you canceled. So what was going on with you? I rescheduled because that's what professionals do. I'm a professional. And when I tried to reschedule with you after the Sunday misappointment. You didn't try to reschedule. Your exact words were, I'm going to brunch. I'll text you afterwards. Your Honor, did I get a text? Oh, I got a text all right. You did. You got a phone call. I I sure did. You got a phone call from me. Why don't you let the audience know what that phone call was about? I wanted to know when we were recording. Lies, Your Honor. Perjury. I wanted to know when we were recording. And listen. Take him off the stand and don't have him speak again ever. We can talk about this much more once we get into the show. And we'll let the jury decide. Please. Let's go. Hey listeners, it's your boy Trent Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Still. And guess who's finally back after a impromptu week off? We are. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, we are. We are back with your favorite podcast, Cold Pop, which is a cool, crisp, refreshing take on the world of pop culture. Y'all better get enough of his voice now because his contract is about to be terminated. Listen, after much prayer <laughs> and Christian counsel. <laughs> Okay. Effective immediately. I've decided to return. <laughs> um, He's uh, violated the morals clause of his contract. Anyway, I can't be worried about all of that. Let you know we we will talk about the weekend. Let look. You know what? Please. Because I am such a great co-host. Mm-hmm. You start first. Oh no 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 no! I want to hear what you have to say. How was your weekend? I, I had a, And if you, I mean, you clearly did have <laughs> the a great proof weekend. is in the pudding. The proof the proof is sitting there on my Instagram. I had a great weekend. Right. Okay. Um, I got to celebrate a friend's birthday on Friday. We did like a little bowling night. That was fun. 
Saturday, I don't actually remember what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Drunk. Sunday, I probably was. But Sunday, I went out to brunch. Oh, Saturday, I was sitting here at my apartment <laughs> waiting for someone to come and record. No, 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 no. And then I get a text late that night mm-hmm. after waiting the entire day. Oh, actually, can we just record tomorrow? Can we reschedule for tomorrow? What did I do? Oh, I know what I did. Yeah, I know what you did too. <laughs> I know what you did. I know. Last yeah, I know what you did too. Okay, so so segue into my weekend. Yeah, I went out. Um, I went out drinking Friday night. Yeah, I did. And you was laid up in the bed Saturday. I was. I had a hangover. Uh, we're we're back at Trent's house, by the way. So of course, you know, <laughs> we're gonna hear lots of great sounds you this know, week. Okay, I love it. So, but no, I was I was hungover. I was and laid so up, cut up. I needed um I needed some time to recover, and by the time I recovered. It was late, and Trent had already, you know, Miss Girl is always on the move. So if you don't tag, if you don't nail it down, you miss missed opportunities. So and I was so she wanted to reschedule. Right. And I said, you know I, I what? Said, no, no, no. Let me tell the story. I said fine. I sent the proper correspondence, and I said, hey, unfortunately, Marcus Drew still. This is from my team. Marcus Drew still <laughs> will team. not be available Girl, to record today. Team. Girls um, get an iPhone and think that they got a team. That's an iPhone, baby. It, what it was was like, Marcus can't record today. Can we reschedule for tomorrow? Sure. Now, also, be a note, I got rec- um, correspondence back from Trent and Rashad's team saying, why, of course, yeah. yes. Even though I did, I had a packed, guys, I had a packed schedule Sunday. And I said, you know what? I'm thing, gonna support mm-hmm. I'm gonna support my co-hosts through their alcoholism and I'm going to try to figure out a way to make this happen. Child, the only thing packed was your plate at brunch. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, so I had a stop. packed schedule. So I had to bring, you know, I had to move some things around, shift some things around. Mm-hmm. Honestly, truly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was, <laughs> honestly, I was, I, I was able to make it happen. You, and, and so I went to brunch Sunday. Yes. Okay. What, I went to what time did you go to brunch? And though? you know what? I'm not going to get into a time okay. schedule because I'm not yeah. on any time constraints. Yeah. I don't Thought take so. care of that. My team takes care of that Clearly, schedule. So boy, I was there. I was, a, I was doing an team. appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay. At brunch, I was doing a scheduled appearance and I left. As soon as I left brunch, I immediately called my co-host to let's, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's record. See, this is already a breach of contract because there's a no compete clause. So you doing appearances? And get, I hope you didn't get paid for it because Copop is a non compete. You see what I'm saying, girls? This is what happens when you start to see when people's stars start shining and other <laughs> people start falling. This is the kind of this is the kind of stuff you have to deal no, with. No, 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 no. And the words of Kiki Palmer, the gag is though. I got a phone call. Now I know how Ann Curry felt. Oh, don't you dare! Don't you dare! Um, the gag is I got a phone call, but it was not to record. It was about a makeup palette. <laughs> <laughs> you know Here's what? how the phone call went. Um, Marcus, you need to redo your formula. Trent, what are you talking about? Your formula is trash, and all the girls know you need to redo it. I'm like, Trent, you're making no sense We're right getting now. in the weeds here, but Saturday, while I was waiting for Marcus to come record, which he never did, I watched the entire Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson palette um problematic problematic but i watched the entire uh series in one setting i could i can't believe i made it through all six I can't hour-long episodes but i watched the entire thing in one sitting it's very fascinating about the world of makeup but from that i 
do now have a knowledge of palettes and formulas and what goes into producing a makeup palette. And so I was just trying to get Marcus about some enterprising information <laughs> and ways I thought we could monetize um, some things for Cold Pop. Oh, Jesus. And all in all, clearly, we both have drinking problems <laughs> that we should probably work on. Speak for yourself, honey. No, no let Sunday speak for, <laughs> let the record reflect <laughs> Instagram stories shows all of that. But we had a good time. Look, yes. we had a good time. Yes. And you know what? We're sorry that we missed last week, but we are here. We're and here. trust me, we are bringing the topics this week. Yes, let's go ahead and get into it, okay? So our very first segment that we're going to start with, of course, is Woo Chow. This is where Marcus and I dissect the top moments in pop culture history. In top, the pop culture history? See, yeah, pop culture history. Already, no, not pop culture history, but from the last week. He um and we get to basically talk about all of those WTF moments. Marcus, yes. what do you have up first? So the main WTF moment that we're going to talk about here is the same thing that everyone is talking about. Good old Tip T.I. Harris. Oh, um, Clifford. So, right, that's his real name, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Clifford. I, and you know what? I was thinking about this. It would have been, this would have been the petty, petty Olympics if Iggy Azalea clapped back in and been like, see, you've got enough problems to deal with as opposed to keeping That's my hitting someone when they're low, though. And you, what did Charlemagne say? When they go low, we take it to the flow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, That's how we living out here in We haven't talked about the Breakfast Club stuff that's and been going on. No, we we won't, but we will. We you haven't, know, but we will. It's, it's yeah. Problematic. Shout out, shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope y'all get it together. But okay, back so, to T.I. Yes. Yeah, so T.I. went on, what was the name of the podcast? Um, I don't remember the name, but it is, um, it's on. not his podcast. No. So what? It's the, um, the singer Miguel's girlfriend. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, it's, it's hard to pronounce. I went to try to go find the episode and they deleted it. Oh, did they? Yes. Wow. So it's actually no longer on, but... Um, so basically, he had went on to a podcast and was talking about how he goes with his daughter to her yearly gynecologist visits, and um, she kind of, I guess, waves her uh, HIPAA law, you know, rights, or I guess, or whatever, patient doctor-client privilege, patient-client privilege, or whatever, um, to get her hymen checked. Uh, and the podcast was ladies like us. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. And so he, I, at first when I heard the sound bite, I thought he was joking. And then like, as he kept uh, no. going and I was like, Oh no, he's serious about yeah. this. Very serious. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Like, no. <laughs> Number one, why are you trying to police your daughter's body? Number two, she's 18. So she's an adult. Number three, I could only imagine how embarrassing this is for her now that you've caused all of this unwanted attention on her, you know? So, I mean, like, those, hmm. it's, it's, it's a very problematic nature. And then besides that, the two girls in the podcast, like, they missed a huge opportunity to, like, to No, they just say, laughed hey. and kind of kept it, you know, very light. <laughs> Somebody said they were, like, two hyenas just laughing. <laughs> Just the, the girls got a lot of hate too, and people were coming after them saying that they should have stood up for Ti's daughter and like called him out for you know doing that or you know saying stuff like that. But um, oh, I don't, what, what do you have to say about this? Well, I think okay, so a couple of the things that really have stood out to me as we've kind of went through, you you kind of see the progression of how this has become a larger conversation for 
issues and double standards and things like that. So number one, the the Ladies Like Us podcast hosts have now deleted the episode as I shared yeah. and have taken it off and you know are kind of now trying to do a little bit of damage control. But there are many celebrities who have come out in support or both in support and against in terms of T.I. So uh, okay. with this being Who's supporting his, him, Jenny Mai from um, The Reels okay. spoke in report. Um, there have been a couple Jeannie. of. Yeah, Jeannie. And then there have been a couple of rappers also kind of saying, hey, well, this is how he parents and what he how he parents is how he parents. Now, what I think is interesting is that there does seem to be a double standard. So there have been clips that have popped up lately of conversations about sexual Mm -hmm. um, being sexually active with his sons. Yeah. And there hasn't been, no, you know, accountability. any accountability, no. any consequence, or anything yeah. like that. I think, I think one of the articles I saw said that one of his sons was like having sex since he was like fifteen or fourteen or something like that, and like he didn't really have a problem with it. But all of a sudden, now you're going to the doctor and policing your daughter's body, right? And I think this comes from, I think Ti is old school. I think that he's old school in the sense Doesn't of make it right. that he places you. Know, but we as a community have placed a value on virginity for women. Um, Who out of wedlock? Men? We as we as Cis a community. No, 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 no. We as a community, men. You talking about women, the black community or black white? Okay. I'm talking about the community at large. Men, women have placed this price. I mean, and this dates back to, I mean, years and years and years and mm-hmm. years ago. We've always placed this price and this um, kind, kind of, of a trophy. Yeah, like this pedestal on. I mean, from movies purity and, and virginity right. and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And while we are not in that time now, Ti has not his parenting style has not evolved right to where we are at right now mm-hmm. in terms of time. Instead of, you know. Instead of going with her to the doctor to check her hymen, what about those conversations right. about waiting until you find someone right. that you want to share that Having with? The like sex talk those and... things, are those things a part of your parenting? Um, and you know how how does that work in? Um, so those are the things I find the most interesting about all of this. I think it's like I said, I think it started a larger conversation and how dads. Um, interact with their daughters and talk with their, their daughters about this but overall i think ti is gonna i mean it doesn't seem to be, he's that he's back in doubt he, he's he stands by this which i can't support uh neither can i i will say one of the the funny things to come out of this obviously everything on twitter is absolutely hilarious so apparently there was a, a twitter user i can i don't remember if it was a guy or a girl but had asked, um, what is a hymen? And then somebody responded and was like, oh, it's um, that thing you you sing when you're in church. And I, a I, hymn? 
I couldn't oh, t- I couldn't tell if they were being serious or not. But it started this big long thread that like I even participated in, and it like Yo. kept going. And somebody else responded, was like, "No, baby, that's a hymnal. A hymen is something that Snoop Dogg had on his car." And then somebody else was like, "No, no. those are hydraulics." And like okay. it kept going. And somebody else was like, "No, a hymen is something that you can't park in front of on the street." Oh my gosh! And so like, oh no, that's a hydrant. Oh gosh! Okay. And so it kept going. Y'all, we have to start. So, so funny. Y'all, and this is a PSA: Do flashcards with your kids. <laughs> Sit down with them. Come up with ways to make sure that they know what they're talking about. Don't have them out here embarrassing you. I can. All um, I know is I contributed to it because I responded to one um, one of the Twitter users, Twitter people that I follow. She responded and, um, to somebody else's, and she was like, no, a hymen is something that you use to keep a nail in a piece of wood. And I was like, no, 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 baby, that's a hammer. <laughs> I said a hymen is someone who's held against their will. <laughs> A hostage. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and so we kind of like kept going. And then Nike, this, um, this game is cute. One of our friends, Nikea, she also got in on it too. And she was like, no, no, no. A hymen is that brand of uh, mayonnaise that you Hellman's. Okay. Like, Y'all are doing too much. I was much. like, yes. Keep it going. No. Keep it going. Actually, stop it it's because it's not cute. Thread. But it's the thing, but kind of going back to this, the very first thing that I want to, that I feel like we should have addressed that we haven't yet. Why is it anyone's business, exactly. T.I., and why is this the form that you choose exactly. to put that out there and to say, like, almost as a in a braggadocious right. manner? Right. Well, again, I think my main problem, again, is number one, why is it anyone's business? And number two, you've now drawn all of this unwanted attention on your daughter like in a sexual way because apparently there she had to like disable comments on her instagram because people were trying to uh, volunteer to take her virginity and stuff like that like who needs this like all this unwanted attention from strangers off of a a back off a off-handed comment on a podcast like what now all i'm gonna say is because once again i don't know what's going on in the home but it seems as though his daughter got a tv show but his daughter deja has been liking tweets shading that yeah. are basically shading T.I. of saying this is disgusting, this is possessive, this is controlling, you know, things like that. So she obviously has some issue with this. Um, yeah. And doesn't, you know, and it's not down for how things are going on with that. So. Well, like again, like I said, she's 18, so I hope she. Uh, when she gets to move out or do whatever, I don't know anything about her life, but I hope that she's able to kind of take this experience and hopefully gain some independence from her father. Yeah, I mean, this is um, hmm. so woo chat. Yeah, it is a woo chat. <laughs> um, what else do you have? Okay, so up next, do you have? Do, I'm looking for the run it hoodie. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that I'm looking for the run it hoodie. I'm looking for the kiss it, kiss suit. I would say I want the but, ja- I want the um the jacket the the um Letterman jacket from the kiss kiss video. Right, that's what I want. But if you're looking for a bargain, get yourself down to L. A. at Chris Brown's Swap and Go. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Brown recently just held a large, very large. On. It's still going on it's yard going on sale at his uh, at his home. Um. And I think it's in Pasadena oh, last weekend. Um, but it's I mean, hundreds of people have come to the house to go shop thousands. to go shop um, at his at his estate for things that he's selling. Yes. Now, I'm trying to figure out what's he trying to get money for. 
You Chris Brown, what you trying to make money for? Does royalty need school supplies? <laughs> Checks. What what's going on? I don't know. But there people are starting to take things away, things that they've seen him either wear, whether it be mm-hmm. on social media and um, for videos and things like that. I wonder so, how much he's charging. I wonder what the prices are. I mean, it's a yard sale, so I mean, it's got to be at a severely discounted price. Well, definitely, think. right? Like, so, yeah. And I wonder um, if you have to bring cash. Well, no, I don't know if you have to bring cash. I do know that everything is under a hundred dollars. Oh, oh, okay. All Absolutely. the items are under a hundred. And you know what? The funny thing is, is that you know, in his neighborhood, like a lot of the neighbors have been complaining but let me tell you um and other people have said this too missed opportunity here y'all better get them kids and get these lemonade stands up while these people are in line and start making your own little coin over here okay this I'm is missed opportunity i mean i'm all for enterprising on, but entrepreneurialism like, here couldn't this been done in a way that's a little i mean couldn't we set up an online store it's a yard couldn't sale we done something no you know I, I, I never want to miss out on the American tradition of tangible tangibility. I like to be. I want to. I want to be able to touch, feel, go and go physically be at something. Well, what I people are saying sale. is, is that there's a lot. I mean, there are thousands of items, and it's a little difficult to get through it all. But people are leaving with. People are leaving happy with some items. Now, who is not happy are a lot of his neighbors, right? Because of the lines, because of how much attention that it is bringing to um, their neighborhood. To their, you know, to but he's their well community. within his rights to have a yard sale on his property, just like anybody else. Yeah. He just happens to be famous and has a lot of good stuff. It seems like a lot, but it seems to be it seems to be a little bit more organized as it more is. and more people have started to come. Yeah. So they're letting in people 20, 20 people at a time. You have about 10 minutes to kind of move through it's like supermarket some of the suite. things. Girl, a little start, bit. Start oh my gosh. Get a player, um, girl, start grabbing shit and let's go. <laughs> yeah, and so that, like people are starting to come out, you know, with some some stuff is labels and we'll sort you know, it out later. Things are uh, maybe you know things that they've seen from their childhood that kind mm-hmm. of bring them back to to Chris Brown. So you know what I want? What was the video where he turned into the vampire? Uh, what was the song for that? That was um, "Give Me That." I no, want- no, wall to wall. That's oh, wall, yeah, to wall. wall to wall. I want the outfit that he wore in that video with like the all black with like the bulletproof vest. That's what I was going to say. Is like the bulletproof that. vest? Yeah, what that's what I want. What you got going on? I could see a good Halloween costume out of that. They keep coming from wall to wall. That was one of my favorite Chris Brown videos. I guess and so. Songs. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to make money for. Is he trying to buy his masters? What's going on? His master. I have no clue. I'm just trying to figure out. So, like, I think that this is going to be cool. You'll probably see a lot of the stuff being resold. Oh, clearly. Um, you know, at marked as, up you prices. know, of course, at marked Come up on. prices, saying Scalpers. that it came from you know Chris Brown's or whatever. So, uh, but definitely a Wu Chow moment Wu-chow. for me. Um, can we have a a uh, uh, a round of applause for Popeye Louisiana Fast Popeye's Chicken oh for reintroducing? The chicken sandwich um, permanently. So it's back. It's officially back. Permanently. The Popeye chicken sandwich <laughs> is back, honey. Um, so I'm going to be completely honest. I still haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet. What? Yeah, no. I, I, I'm, I Eventually, I'll get, since it's now it's um, going to be on there permanently, I'll, you know, I'll wait till the, the, the hubbub, the buzz dies down, and then I'll maybe go inside. And I'm not going to lie. I was there Monday morning. We know. Um, for lunch, and I went and got my little Popeye's chicken sandwich. How was it? Did you like it? I mean, I've had it before, and oh, so okay. I mean, it's the exact same. I think that there was a lot of commentary about, oh, it's not going to be the same. They're going to make it cheaper, right. and all. Right. Is the price all of still that. the same? 
I believe the price is still. This, I don't know. You know, I don't really deal with the you money just stuff. Like, My just team takes study. care of that. <laughs> but um, you're like Oprah. I haven't been to the bank in years. Yeah, I've not been. And <laughs> never been. I've never deposited a check. According to R. Kelly, he never been to the bank either. Uh, but that it's it's base. It's virtually the same thing. So. Uh, don't let that bring you down if you're like, oh, well, they're going to make it cheaper or, you know, no more bring your own bun. None of that. You can go and get the chicken sandwich. So I guess one of the things that I'll say is that, yes, the chicken sandwich is back and, you know, it's caused a lot of buzz. Um, but there have also been a lot of incidents that have happened, too. A man got stabbed to death in, I think it was Maryland or something like that, over a chicken Child, sandwich. Child, they doing too much. There's been a lot of videos on Twitter of people fighting over the sandwich. And surpri- not so surprisingly, there's been a lot of racists being exposed at Popeye's. What makes you think you can go into a Popeye's restaurant and call somebody a nigga and not get beat up? Oh, that poor man. I saw that. Which oh, one? that poor man. That was like back off. It was like it was a white man. Oh who's yeah, in there, and there was like, another. There was two. The one, the white man like, with the short hair who got beat up. He had like a white shirt on. He was like back off. Yes, all you niggers and like oh, da 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 da. And oh, Jesus, um, you hate to see it. He left. You see the video of him leaving, mm-hmm. but then you see a video of him surrounded by black a group men. of a black men, black people, and um, getting beat up. I mean, and you know what? Yeah. I would like to say that I feel bad, but mm, I mean, I feel like, again, it's 2019. Um, Keep that same energy. You know, if you're going to be bold enough to disrespect somebody like that to their face, you could like like, what, what we said before, you know. You can't control other people's reactions and how they choose to respond to those. You can only choose. You can only control your behavior. Right. So at that point, and there was another one. A woman. A woman was calling some employees niggers and stuff, and she got beat up outside of a Popeyes. Y'all got to be really careful out here because people are not playing about these chicken sandwiches. So, well, come on, this is not about a chicken sandwich. They're not playing about these chicken sandwiches. But you know what? No, because there have been instances, and I know that there are instances in which people are called the N word, and they don't have that type of reaction. Who? Um, I mean, there have been there have been plenty of black Where? people called the n-word and they haven't had that type of reaction well i mean again at a time and place again what makes you think you can go into a popeyes i mean come on if you're going what are you trying to say marcus are you trying (laughs) to say that the popeyes is that's where all of it no uh, i'm saying that that popeyes draws a specific crowd sometimes Uh oh wait or maybe in specific neighborhoods here we go Please, I've been to plenty. I'm somebody. From can y'all please prepare the statement? <laughs> somebody um, prepare the statement. I just think it's foolish. Week. I think it's foolish to, to, you know, like I would. The, how bold do you have to be to go into an establishment where a lot of black people are and call them names and think that no, I'm definitely. And you know what? I'm definitely not condoning what they've done or or anything like that. But I just feel like the hype around this chicken sandwich people are looking for viral moments oh absolutely and Something it's, they can post it's, on. it's do it for the getting, gram do it, it for is Twitter. creating a little bit of an issue so woo child to popeyes i haven't had it yet i think maybe i will eventually we'll see popeyes is gonna have to kind of figure out how they're gonna deal with this i mean i don't think it's gonna have to be something that they have to do long term but i feel like that there's also a responsibility for the restaurant and the franchise to kind of Let's figure out how we are going to um, make sure that things like this don't happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, hell, I'm, some people might be go might be scared to go get a chicken sandwich now. 
I mean, I think at most, the only thing they can do is control how their employees... Uh, yep, give it a moment. <laughs> give it a moment. I think the only thing that they can do is control how their employees react and train them appropriately to diffuse situations to an extent. I mean, if you're in a physical, if there's a physical altercation where people can be harmed, obviously I don't want my employees getting involved. Or you have to teach your employees the McDonald's blender trick uh, <laughs> that had. Stop it. Yeah, I know. That's Stop not, it. you that's know not what? Funny. I, because, and not that's to take, not I know we're, gonna, we're getting off topic, but I recently <laughs> saw they did an interview with old girl that threw the blender. Yeah. And she was extremely apologetic. She, was. she, she lost her job. She did lose her job, and she was like, I, she loved her job. Yeah, she'd been there and for a long time. And she's just like, you know, I. Having yeah, a bad day. I, I had a bad day, and as I felt really, I felt really bad. For when keeping it real, goes when keeping wrong. it real, oh my gosh, when keeping it real goes wrong. So don't let that example. be your story at Popeyes. Don't don't try to keep it real, guys. It's just a chicken sandwich. Let them have it. Oh Jesus. Okay. What else do you have? Okay. So my next Wu Chow moment surrounds the Power Mid Season finale. So last Sunday, um, I'm sure everyone, all of the listeners were wrapped around their TVs watching the mid-season finale. Not wrapped around the TV. Wrapped around the TV as a, as a community with mm-hmm. your friends, whoever, everyone around the TV watching the mid-season finale. Um, so if you haven't been watching Power, this, the title of this season is called The Final Betrayal. So we all know that something is coming. And in the mid-season finale, we see... Ghost, the title character, being shot. <gasps> spoiler alert, spoiler dun, dun, alert. Dun. But what we don't know is actually who shot Ghost. And so that has been a lot of conversation on social media about who shot Ghost and who did what. That's the, Amari Hardrick's character? Yes. Okay. So what Courtney Kemp, um, who's the showrunner there and the you know the, the creator and person over it, um, we ha- you see multiple people kind of stepping into the role of potentially being the shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there, of course, his boy Tommy, there's his son, there's his ex-wife, there are um, some people that he's kind of burned in the past as well coming up. We don't know who, and I think, I have my theories. I, I, don't, I definitely have my theories. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, I'll tell you now. I think, <laughs> I think Sax shot Ghost. That's just how I feel about it. Um, some people are saying his son. Some people are saying his very own son as the person who shot Ghost. Now, what we will see, hopefully, in the next in the next set of episodes is how this all kind of came to be. Um, but lots of theories. People are taking to Twitter, Instagram, and harassing the the cast and the crew to really try to figure out who shot Ghost. This is a very this is a very big deal. Um, and so if you if you don't watch power, let me just break it down. This is like the very ma- this is the very main character mm-hmm. on the show being shot um, in his own club. It was it was actually very nostalgic how they all set it up. Shout out to the entire team at power for doing that. And it was because it takes you back to the very first episode of power. So people who have been on this journey for all of these seasons since the beginning, since the beginning, it takes you back to him being in truth. Just kind of looking over what is that he's, the name of the club? That's the name of his. That's the name of his club. But just looking over and kind of reflecting on what he's been able to build, um, and since the beginning of the show, 
Ghost has been trying to figure out a way to get out of the drug game and mm-hmm. go legit. And we're almost at a point in this finale of where he's going to be actually able to do that. Mm-hmm. He seems to figure out a way that he's mm-hmm. going to be able to really leave that world behind and kind of go out on his own two feet as legit. And just as that happens, boom, he gets shot. And so I'm really excited. I love how it ended. We will see what happens, but definitely a Wu Chow moment for me. Uh, I guess one of the, I don't watch Power, obviously. Um, I don't support Curtis Whack. Jackson. Curtis Jackson. Um, however, who, who do you support? You don't support me. <laughs> anyways, uh, one thing I will uh, draw a note. What's um girl's name? Natori Naughton. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that Tasha video, Green. The video of where he goes is like pushing her forehead back or whatever. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And apparently, Fifty Cent like reposted um, a meme of that talking about her hairline or something like that. Oh no, and, no, 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 no. So well, hold on. Hold okay, on. go ahead. He, it was a different photo, but yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he, it was the meme, but then it was also a different photo yeah. of Notori at an event, and I guess her hairline was pushed back a little mm-hmm. bit further than necessary. And he made a joke about it, and Notori saw it, and she retweeted him nice. and was like, she was like, well, that's very mean. She was yeah. like, it's a that not, seems not like the smartest way to treat somebody who's making you making your show famous, you right. know, or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's. And that's sad. why you don't support. No, I mean, like, he's problematic. Okay. He's probably like, why, 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 will, why do something like that? You know, I mean, he's done a lot of problematic things. But I yeah, mean, no, I, 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 and I totally agree with you. I think that, that it was a joke taken too far, and I'm sure, or hopefully, they've been able to squash it. Um, but well, doesn't take away from how great well, the finale was. Well, Marcus, so Debbie Downer, thank you. Because you know, I'll be watching. All right, what uh, what next do you have? Um, the only other thing I have is uh, shout out. We need to give a huge shout out to our home state, Ken. Kentucky. Y'all did the damn thing on election day Certainly. this past week, okay? Certainly. They ousted Matt Bevins and Andy Bashir as taking over as governor. Obviously, it was such a close margin, I think by like 5,000 votes or something like that. that but it happened. Andy Bashir is not um, conceded yet and was vowing to like fight this, but I have a lot of friends who were teachers in Kentucky and Matt Bevins was doing them hella dirty. And so, um, shout out to them for, you know, and Kentucky also being a red state. Right. And I mean, historically it, and for flipping the governor's office yeah. to, to blue. Um, and also a big shout out to, um, I think it was Virginia or West Virginia. Virginia. Um, who also did the same. And now for the first time in like 20 years, two decades or something like that, the, the Democrats control both the House and the Senate. And so they'll be able to um, control redistricting and take it out of the Republicans' control. Um, and gerrymandering and things like that that are happening over in West Virginia. So shout out to Election Day um, and people making change. Remember, get out and vote. 2020 is going to be a huge, huge deal. And we're going to make sure that we need everyone to get out and vote. So shout out to Kentucky. Definitely a Wu Chow moment. Yes, in a good way. Great. Um, any other, Anything else for Wu Chow? No, that's it for me. Awesome. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back... Trent's got a new segment about cancel culture um, that he's going to talk about. So we'll be right back. Okay, and now we are back. So I'm back with the segment this week, of course, Spill, where we get to talk about issues that we really want to share. Yeah, what you got for us? <laughs> 
I'm like, sorry. I'm preoccupied. Yeah, I am preoccupied. I'm, I'm listening though. Come on, See, do, do exactly your show, girl. It. I'm gonna get a fucking. I'm gonna get a settlement do out of this show, thing. girl. Well, anyway, I'm paying attention. What I want to talk about today is cancel culture. Um, in I think it was probably two weeks ago or maybe a week ago. We recently had the Obama summit here in it was Chicago. About two weeks ago, yeah. yeah, two weeks ago, we had the Obama summit here in Chicago, and Obama addressed. He addressed cancel culture and how we really need to do away with that. Um, and so kind of, you know, taking taking one aspect of a person's life and using that to kind of dismiss anything and everything that they've done. Right. Um, and so one of the things he said that really stuck out to me, and I want to make sure that I'm quoting him right, and he said that there are ambiguities. He said that people who do really good stuff have flaws. Mm-hmm. One danger that I see in among young people, particularly um, on college campuses, but I do get a sense sometimes among certain young people that this is accelerated by social media. Absolutely. I think, end quote, but... One of the things that ha- I've really kind of been struggling with sometimes and what I've really felt conflicted is this idea of cancel culture mm-hmm. and sometimes the pressure that comes on from your peers to kind of buy into that. Um, for instance, and you know, this is this is no shade. This is no shade. But what our 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 recent conversation about power mm-hmm. and you know how you you're talking about how you won't support 50 and then i've we, we've had conversations um with other friends about you know harriet and 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 you know other things of just how we as a as a generation have really taken cancel culture to the max what are your thoughts um, into this in relation to what Obama is sharing about how we need to take how we need to do to do away with that. Absolutely, and I, I have thoughts on this. And so you you brought up the point about fifty uh, about fifty cent. Um, I don't support him. I, I let me first start off by saying I do not believe in cancel culture. I think people are allowed to make mistakes. I think how you atone for those mistakes and what you do. Um, is what's more important. So let's take a step back. What do you define as cancel culture? Uh, Cancel culture, number one, is, you know, identifying that someone's done something wrong that you disagree with or harms a a select group of people or um, a a demographic of people, number one. Number two, then taking that to... Um, social media, in a sense, I love. We live in a social media age, and campaigning. You're you're doing a campaign. It's of, a boycott, a, a slander, you know, or a defamation of this person because of what they did. Now, obviously, there are a lot of instances where what that said person has did is wrong, but it's, it's to the point to where it's almost like a mob. Like, well, you know, like in the olden times where, you know, you have the mob come after you and stuff like the big group of people and stuff like that. Um, It is actively promoting a boycott. Absolutely. And that I don't agree with. I have always been the type of boycotter or protester that boycotts with my money or like my time. So, I mean, if there's someone that I don't necessarily want to support, then I just won't pay to go see them or I won't watch their show. I don't necessarily need to vocalize that unless you ask me. Then I'll tell you, but I don't need to vocalize that on a whim every other day to make it known that oh, I'm not supporting this person and this is why. Well, girl, then, I was just talking about fifty. Well, hold you, on, you let, let me, me know quick. Let me finish. Let me finish. Um, damn, you're making still at Trent's house. Um, you made me. You made me lose my train of thought because there's something really important I wanted to say. I was saying that um, 
by not supporting them, you know, I, I think the biggest thing of cancel culture is that people try to persuade other people to do the same. And again, that's not my place. That's not my choice. I can only tell you what I'm doing. So again, like I was saying, um, I didn't tell you to stop watching Power. I just simply told you what I was going to do and how I wasn't going to support. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest issues about cancel culture is that they try to persuade other people to like join the mob or join the bandwagon. And then some people join the bandwagon without even knowing what they're boycotting or protesting. Certainly. You know, and so they're just doing it because it's a groupthink thought. And you have to be able to individually discern for yourself. Go look at the facts, find out what the issue is, and then you find out if that falls on in your morality timeline, where does that fall? Is that something that you can support or is that something that you can't support? When it comes to 50 Cent, this is just a, a small inkling of a lot of other things. 50 has said, come out and said bad things about the LGBTQ community, about mm -hmm. women. You know, he's always online defaming and sexualizing women and tearing them down and stuff like that. And I can't get with that. I, I, don't, I don't think that that's the way to go. And so therefore, I choose not to support him by just not watching his show. But in, I think again, the, the crucial part is, is that I'm not trying to persuade you into my decision. Like your decision is your own, my decision is my own. And so I think that's the big difference between, you know, boycotting somebody and then cancel culture. Or, you know, however you choose to boycott or protest them and then joining in on cancel culture, so. Well, I think, okay, so one of the things I want to kind of push you on is, are there, I mean, are there ish, are there instances in where you do make allowances for people? Are there, are there times where we've had celebrities do stuff or do reckless things and we've said, okay, that's all right. Like, you know, we'll still take you in. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll look beyond this and allow you to, and still support you and things like that. Where do you think, where, or let me think, where do you think, or where do you see the inconsistencies in terms of cancel culture when it comes to celebrities? I think the biggest thing when it comes to celebrities and when they do stuff and whether or not you choose to support them after they do that is what they're doing after the fact. You know, so for instance, well, let's take Kevin Hart. You know, he made a lot, made some comments about his son being how he would act if he was gay if or whatever. If his son was gay or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. He said it happened a long time ago. He's learned from that. He's moved on. He's grown as a person. Show me how have you grown as a person? Have you like reached out to LGBTQ communities and like supported them? Have you like donated to any type of foundations? What what has made you grow? Just because we all grow and get older and learn from our mistakes, but if you're not physically doing anything to like uh, amend from those things that you've done in the past, you haven't necessarily grown. You've just moved on. You've moved on to something else. You know, oh, I did that 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was then. Okay, great, but like how? And, and I think when it comes to celebrities, um, it's tough to say, but like you are in a visible spotlight, so you do have to prove that because you, you are definitely so are in a visible spotlight. So you and do I have think... to be able to show some proof of that, you know, as as opposed to like if me and you were doing, if me or you did something, you know, tragic, God forbid, you know, that was very controversial, um, nobody would ever know. Speak for yourself. If I did something, people would definitely take issue with it, and they would not listen to this podcast. Maybe the people in your TV but, don't count. But listen, this is what I'm going to say. I definitely think that social media has taken cancel culture Abs to too far. the max, yes. and it gets Absolutely. out of control. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I recently 
was talking about going to see a movie, Harriet. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I still need to see that. I need. To I go. went to go. I was going to see it, and I was telling a friend about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go see Harriet." And of course, the I won't be going. To, we we get into the conversation out of this friend saying, "I'm not going to go support that movie." Um, the introduction of the white savior complex and mm-hmm. and all of those things, and I'm just like, okay, and I, I you know, I, it prompted me to do a skeptical. It prompted me to do a little research, right. and I was like, okay, well, I was like, you know what? But I'm still gonna go see this right. film and discern for yourself. And I went to the film, and it's like, what are you talking about? And so one of the things he was talking about, there was an article that uh, critique that came out of the movie. And she apparently said these things that were not true because then there were everybody else who did like a critique of the movie. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. This is like not even a thing. So what do you, like you put this now on social media and you've created this movement about something that's- ran with it. Yeah, Yeah, about one particular, like one Mm -hmm. viewpoint. And Mm -hmm. people have, you know, kind of latched onto that and have created, you know, opinions about not going to support this film made by a black, female director. And again, I think it, uh, at the end of the day, the, the the main idea here is discernment. Like, you can't make a decision about something that you don't know anything about. Exactly. You can't make a decision about something that you've not seen. And this is just in general. And so I I, I always like to challenge everyone, you know, before you, before you comment on something or you get all outraged, go do your research first and know, know the facts before you decide to, you know, pick a side on the fence, pick a side on the field or whatever. And I think it's really important. And I, again, not everyone is like you and I, you know, because again, your first instinct was when we were talking about this in the group was, okay, let me go do my research and then let me go see the movie for myself. Yeah. And then I can exactly. make that decision or that judgment, you know, but not everybody thinks like that. A lot of people, we live in a culture that's very headline based. And so a lot of people read the headlines, but don't read the article. And that is, you know what? And that has probably been our biggest detriment as a generation. And this this social media piece of just pulling, mm-hmm. just pulling the quick soundbite, the quick blurt, like right. So what's going to catch eyes? What's going to um, draw attention? Things and like so that. I bring this to the podcast as a charge to not only myself, on, to you, to the listeners, to really take a second look and to do the work yourself Mm -hmm. before making a decision to Mm -hmm. buy into canceling of a celebrity canceling of a politician politician or or any of those things just because i I really took those words to heart when he when he you know when he spoke about this he was like there are really he was like there are people really great obama yes obama when he said that there are really great people out there who make mistakes and have flaws absolutely and so showing grace, the same grace that you would want uh, to be shown if you were to make a mistake on a public forum. And I mean, it's also remembering that like people are allowed to make make mistakes and yeah. and move and grow from them, you Hello. know. And and again, it's how are you growing from those mistakes and how are you changed for the better? Exactly. You know, in a productive way. How are you contributing to society that makes up for what you did mistakenly in your past? Exactly. So. So I agree with that. Yeah. Interesting. Let us know what your thoughts are. You know, if you you guys shoot us an email at what coldpopshow at gmail.com. <laughs> That's the email, Marcus. Come on. Or um, on Instagram, <laughs> we'll have a post for this episode. Let us know what you what do you think about. Oh, actually, I got a better idea. Let's do an IG story question. Girls, learn about 
Instagram <laughs> and they get really creative. You know, somebody's got to do social media because Girls, they the get girl really who's in charge of it ain't doing it. They get really creative. The girl who's supposed to be in charge of, the, of social media ain't doing it. And you job. know what? When you try to do social media, you have to get comments and you have to get reviews on your work. So absolutely, I'll just say that um, and I'll just leave that where it's at. Oh, okay. Mm, I don't know what that means. You never receive critique on your social media posts for the for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you never had to get critique. And did you see my? Did you see the post I made after? And I, and I, I saw said, it. I said, I said, I said "Oh, I said I was slacking on my job. I got the call from management." Right. <laughs> I, I, said, said, well, I said, "Let's try this again." I got the call from management, and that first post I didn't said, do you it. You need to have a consistent voice. <laughs> I said, I "Says my poster up here. Your poster looking down here." So, I should be. I, I, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. And this is, guys, if you were here, if you were able to see what just happened, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And you know what? We just talked about cancel culture, but Marcus is officially about to you be canceled. You're going to cancel me. Because you will not come on. Just I, drop it, mics. I am not going to continue to. I'm not going to continue to let you record under the, under the influence. I'm sorry. Um, no, you you were absolutely right on that, and I had to get it together. I said, yeah. I went back and looked at it, and I said, yeah, this ain't it. Girl, let, me, but, let me try again. So, yeah, so we will put something up on social media about this, and we yes. do want to know your thoughts. Um, but overall, thank you guys for listening to my spill this week. Awesome. When we come back, our very signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Alright, welcome back. It is time back with the jump ball. for Fizz or Flat, where we ball. rate some of the highly talked about topics in pop culture this week, and yeah. we give them a fizz if we like them, or a flat if we don't. If we don't. <laughs> so starting up first, I've got a fizz. Okay, um, go ahead. We all know Halle Bailey is going to be Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid. Yes. And now her sister has also joined the film. And so I just wanted to give a quick little shout-out to her. Y'all better get these movie credits. Get Go, these Chloe. sad cards. You know, y'all better get these sad cards. Chloe Bailey is going to be in an upcoming um, suspense thriller that's going to have, um, dang, what's his name? Uh, he was Gladiator, the movie. Not Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Russell Crowe is in it. I'm assuming he's going to be leading it. Okay. But um, Chloe Bailey has just joined that film, um, Suspense Thriller. I don't think it has a name yet, um, but good for her. And I just wanted to give her a quick shout-out. Really out. exciting for her. Shout-out. She's going to be doing that. Hallie's going to be doing Little Mermaid. Hopefully, Hallie's Little Mermaid will be better than what was on the TV we're gonna this talk about past it. We're going to talk about it. Because... I, I forgot to put it on here, but we're going to talk about it. Well, let's talk it? about it now. Did you watch it? I watched... Pieces. So, I, I, I had started it. I had DVR'd it, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a few moments." So, girl. okay. So here's and I and I knew I needed to get with you because you know me and you were theater girls, and so yeah. Correct I'm a, me. I'm a woman of the stage. <laughs> um, so You're this past week night. on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was on Wednesday on ABC. ABC hosted there. No, it was on Tuesday. We're gonna we're gonna say live. But so it again, was it was wait, 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 concert. So wait, 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 <laughs> right? Concert so, with video. Wait, 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 wait! Just a kinky curl minute. Yeah. <laughs> wait, just a damn minute. Now I was in confusion because I was like, wait, so 
So this isn't like the full show. Like, why are we watching the Child, movie? They got us with the okie doke. I, I said, wait a minute. Like, this is the movie, and like you picked like three songs that we're with gonna do selections. live. A B <laughs> A and B selections, and I was just like, I wait, was so what? confused. So t- for us to lay it out for you, so you know exactly what was going on, because I don't even want you wasting your time no, on this. No, but what ABC decided to do was they decided to play. The movie, The Little Mermaid. So the Disney movie, The Little yes. Mermaid. On a big on screen, a big screen. In, the, in a theater and concert hall. When it came time for the Specific actual songs. songs, they would then kind of transfer to the stage and yes. bring it, bring the song performance to the stage. Right. Um, and then they would go straight back to and the movie. And then go back to the movie. Uh, so what you see is basically a group of people looking at a big screen and yeah. then when it goes to a song the actors Come coming out, out and doing the, the and the doing the piece now the very first number i was already over same because same. they had the people what was it part of your work no it was phantoms deep uh, Fathom yeah phantoms below. below yeah um and so they went and they had the people doing the um stuff on the stage but then they made the audience do this like I didn't come to work. Arm thing. I wanted to watch the show. Done. I was I like, my arm is tired. <laughs> For three minutes, you had me waving back no. with this blue streamer because they were no ma'am. So the audience actually was wears the, the water. Yeah, no ma'am. Which it looked cool on TV. I didn't come to work. But I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. I came I'm to sorry. watch a live action, a live performance. I came to watch live performance, and I did not come to watch the movie because I could have watched the movie at home. Clearly, and probably should have. That's number one. Number two. Part of your world, sorry. She is nervous. Okay. Cool. I think that that's what I I've think seen that her do nerves better, got though. her. She sang Moana, Moana at the Oscars. She can sing and did really well. The girl can sing. I think she got nervous. So what we're talking about right now is that um, the actress that did her name is so Ariel. hard to pronounce. It's like Alila Corelia or something like Alila Lou. This I don't this fool said a million bedelia. I can. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I don't want to butcher her name, but she's got a um, it's a Samoan esque name, and so I don't want to. So when it, she did, so she she and she, she can actually sing. I've heard she her can. sing. She can. Um, I think she got a little nervous. She got a little shook. Clearly, you know, you have Jody Benson, who was the original Ariel. And she came out. She and was introduced there. It. Yeah. So, so she was there. You, got you know, her you got down your neck. You got the original sitting right there looking at you, and you right. got all these eyes. And baby girl did not step up to the plate. No. You know? I will say, um, I liked how she, like, came down in the Little Mermaid thing and then mm-hmm. swam across the audience a little bit. That was cute. That was cool. I don't know if that was from in Part of Your World or was, um, what was the other song that she does? It's um, Part of Your World and... Oh. No, it was Part of Your World. Yeah, because she But came, what's the other song that she sings? Uh... Hell, I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, anyway. But but yeah, so that was that was interesting. Number two, the wigs. Somebody needs to go back. And okay, so somebody asked me what I liked about it, and I said beautiful I liked. Downs. I said beautiful wigs. Beautiful. I said Amber Riley's wig was snatched. But uh, the other ones weren't. Queen Latifah's was not snatched down enough because mm. you could see a hairline and everything. She needed a little bit more glue. She needed a little bit more. Oh, glue. No, a little more glue. Um, I will say. The other issue I had with this, the casting was off. The casting was very much off. I already, once they said John Stamos as the cook. No, ma'am. I said, That's, no. I wasn't here for that. I wasn't here for Shaggy as Sebastian either. Shaggy came out. They said Shaggy. I, look, Shaggy came out and said it wasn't me. I know exactly. <laughs> so I played out in my mind 
the costumer's conversation with Shaggy. I know they came out and said, we're going to put you in this really cute lobster costume. Shaggy said, no, no honey. I'm actually going to go get me some red Street jeans. Streetwear. Streetwear. And I'm going to wear I got that <laughs> red, red leather, leather coat. From, I got the leather coat it, it wasn't me video. Streetwear. He said, I'm going to take it up and I'm going to zip it up to the top. With streetwear. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to sing these songs. And put on these red shoes. The, the red shoes, girl. Do you got red red, don't rock those gold shoes. <laughs> red, the red, red with the red. <laughs> Yeah, the red. Yes, with the I red. Love it. Oh my gosh! Shout like, out to Hair Show. I love that movie. No, but no. So yeah, so there were definitely so many things. I loved. Let me give something positive. I, I loved Amber Riley. Okay, I de- I didn't say I missed her part. What did she sing? So she was the, and I think they made something up for her. Clearly. To be honest, I think they made a role because she was the. Um, princess mc so she like introduced the the princesses say what now (laughs) right so she introduced the princesses at the beginning you know when they're when we're meeting all of triton's daughters oh okay so okay um, she did a song of that and then they brought her out for the very end end, to sing yeah she Um, sang um uh under the sea yeah and i so i really enjoyed amber riley Queen Latifah was also really good. And you know what? Somebody else told me that as well. I thought Poor Unfortunate Souls was probably one of her best live performances because she really went into the character with that one. And obviously the staging, I wasn't the hugest fan of. But as far as vocals go, Dana Owens was on point vocally. And then she did all, like, they let her do the entire thing. So, like, even the talking parts and the, you know, the body But they sped up the talking parts. They did. They did. And, again, production-wise, the show was a mess. But Queen Latifah's performance, I thought was really good. I thought she did that. I, I watched Poor Unfortunate Souls, and I was like, okay, I got this. But Shaggy, sorry, mm-hmm. that's a flat for me. Uh, John Stamos, that's a flat for me. Ariel, that's a flat for it me. It definitely all got a flat. And oh boy, who played Cap the boy the um, the prince Prince Eric? Who was that? Who, is who he? I don't even know. I don't even know this man. He could be walking down the street, and I wouldn't know a thing, <laughs> y'all. I really wouldn't. I I I know literally. Like, who is that? Do we? Can we? Do we? I'm not even gonna look it up. Hold I, on. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm no, because I won't remember it after this video either. But. um this definitely got a flat for me. It left so much to be desired. ABC, don't ever pull anything like that again. Um, saying you're going to do a live action and then you have the nerve to play the movie for us. Oh, Graham Phillips. Oh, he's on Riverdale. Well, Golden Grahams, honey. <laughs> Graham Cracker. I, yeah, I don't know who the, didn't know who that is. That's fine. Child, okay. I, we these sirens. I can't. I love it. This is the background of the city. This is where I mean, you want to know where we are in Chicago. This is the background of the city. Bitch, honey. I'm from Chicago. This is what it's like to you know live in you know to live in the city. Um, overall, I'm giving the Little Mermaid live a flat. I'm gonna give it a flat. I'm gonna give Chloe Bla- Bailey getting her first film a fizz though. No, oh, you mean Hallie. No, Chloe Bailey getting her oh, first film. Oh, okay. Oh, was that what we were talking about? That's where we started. Child. Holes. Okay, what right. else you got for Fizzle Fly? Okay, so up next, what I have for you guys, I'm, I'm almost even scared to say it. Just say it. Spit it out. All right, so Game of Thrones, guys. As we know, the last, uh, the last season of Game of Thrones left much to be desired. A lot of people were really upset with the final season. Okay? Now, 
even much so to actually take to social media and take to Twitter. And even some of the cast has come out and said, you know, they weren't necessarily thrilled about the How final season. Yeah. Um, but who is getting the most flack are the actual showrunners. So that and David Weiss and, and yep and and DB Weiss. DB Weiss. So now what we are starting to see is that they're starting to actually cancel some of their scheduled appearances. So I know that they scheduled their Comic Con appearance just to kind of kind of stay away from well, that what, was are things, old, though. what are things that are going on. Well, that, was that right happened. After the show. Yeah. But because the Comic Con was back in July or it's summer. Right. But now what has started to kind of go on, so they've taken that break. Right. Right. And now they're coming back um, and saying, basically, they didn't really know what they were doing. <laughs> Privilege at its best. So the guys recently um, appeared at the Austin Film Festival. Yes. And they and did a Q&A. They did a Q&A. And through this Q&A, what came about was is that they really, you know, they were very transparent. They said they never felt fully qualified to step into that role of showrunner. They basically said Game of Thrones was their film school. Right. Which is... Blew my mind. I mean, and I, I appreciate the transparency, right? I mm-hmm. appreciate the, the transparency. And especially as they are about to go... Well, actually, I think that they're off of the Star Wars project, we'll right? We'll get into that. But... I think as they kind of go on, I appreciate you guys coming to say this, but it definitely puts a damper on how we remember this this series. Absolutely. They said that, you know, uh, they're very inexperienced, that they were writing a lot of them scripts themselves, and then, you know, HBO was telling them that they needed to get more people, so they brought in one more person. Um, who wasn't even even essentially a writer to write a few of the episodes, and then the other thing that they undercounted for was the the length of the episodes. Yeah. They said a lot of them were very short, and they had to go back and add scenes, which was surprising because some of the best scenes were scenes that they added last minute because the episode was too short. And so I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, they go on to talk about like working with costume designers that they never had never to really had that do. Relationship. They never had to really do that before, and nope. so that kind of came. Um, as a piece that they had to learn and it makes sense yeah. it makes sense now I think yeah. this is why we're starting to see why we may have seen Starbucks cups being left in the shot well and I think it goes to show that when they don't have like the dialogue that's already written to draw from when they had to create something on their own yeah. we saw how badly it turned out yeah how, or how downward it went and that's season 7 and season 8 yeah, but I mean, when you talk about casting, when you talk about scouting locations, None all of, I mean, no experience. Those things they just did not have in the their privilege. Wheelhouse. The privilege. Yeah. Um, HBO, can you give us a show and let us, you know, just play? Yeah, you know, and and work up our credentials too, you know, like how? And and, and to get into your other comment about um, Star Wars, so apparently, from what I read, is that uh, dis- they announced that. Um, what was it? Disney announced that Benioff and Weiss were going to be doing the Star Wars, but it was before the last the season, the series finale. Yes, aired. of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And so after the Caesar series finale aired and all of the flack they got, they secretly took them off of it, but didn't announce it so that they could shop themselves around, which is why we're only finding out about it now. And so apparently they've been off of this new Star Wars series for several months, but it just wasn't publicly known. And so 
it wasn't publicly known before they inked the deal with Netflix to do their news, to do the projects with them now. And so now I bet Netflix is kind of kicking themselves because it's like, oh, I'm sure. Bitch. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm going back to. And this kind of also comes back to that cancel culture. Right. I appreciate for them coming out and saying oh, that. Absolutely. Um, I can't say I definitely am going to try to keep a clean slate when they come out with projects later on. Well, I mean, they've got so much experience now. But so. now you you messed up on this grand scale. You definitely need to come back harder than ever before. I agree. I mean, when it even. But my thing is also this too. Why aren't you asking for help? Why are they? You know, one of the things that they were asked about at that film festival, they asked about. You know, when you talk about writers, who was in the room? Were there women in the room? Right. Were there people of color no. in the room? I mean, come on. No. Right. And so it's just, it's definitely, this definitely gets a flat for me. Same. Um, And I, we'll see what you guys come up with next. But like I said, it better be on point. I think the last thing I would say about this, this definitely gets a flat. I think it's just another example of privilege like there are so many talented black writers directors and stuff out here who aren't getting their shots you know and now you have these two white guys who just helmed this massive 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 hit yeah with no experience like come on yeah Issa, put me on insecure and i don't know anything about it but i'll 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 learn like it just doesn't make no sense it's like a job application it's asking you for experience <laughs> yeah that means when you ain't got no experience <laughs> Yeah, when you lied on your resume. Yeah. Shout out. So that gets a flat for me. Um, me too. I just also, I've given a lot of shout outs this week. One other shout out I wanted to give is to rapper Doja Cat. Um, You've been on a Doja Cat. I'm going to give you a little background in my ministry here. I come from an age and time where I love a visual. I love a visual. Mm -hmm. um, I used to sit, when I was younger, I used to watch music videos Okay. All the time. And I love the music video that went along with the song. Okay. You know, we've definitely gotten away from that severely. And I love a narrative and I love a visual. And Doja Cat has given, given the girls narrative, given the girls looks, given the girls versatility. Okay. And I'm so, so dope. She like, she's just getting ready to release her sophomore album. But a lot of from Juicy to Rules to Cyber Sex, uh, like shows the versatility and mm -hmm. like each video is very colorful and bounds different very i mean very very different very so. different um i would i would almost say Nicki minaj oh, and but she on says a that. level she says you know, that. yeah like i would say an ele like in terms of concept maybe right. an elevated yeah and she she's done a lot of interviews and talked about how Nicki you know was one of her inspirations growing up to be a rapper and stuff like that yeah she's absolutely given Nicki her flowers as inspiration and stuff but I just I want to get back to an age where you know if I hear a song can you know you ever listen to a song and you just imagine how the music video would be like this was mm. what the music and then it turns out to be something completely different that has nothing to and perfect example scissors the weekend yeah like, I had a whole, when I first heard that song, I had a whole narrative in my head about this man cheating on a woman and this woman being like, well, that's fine. You can have him during the week and I'm going to have him on the weekend. And what did we get for a video? Some beautiful gowns. Dancing gowns. in parking garages. Gorgeous gowns. Dancing on balconies. Yeah. No narrative. Just, huh? Like. Solange directed that, right? She did. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Missed that's opportunity. That's what you think. 
Like, I can understand artiness, sure, whatever. But, like, The Weeknd was such a perfect song to have, like, a narrative video for. And but, like, yeah, people just don't just go that didn't. literal anymore. You know, Clearly. people don't go that literal. And we and should. people don't look at... People want that, though. I mean, we want that. I think that you and I want that because we grew up in that era. But I feel like that people just don't look at videos like that anymore. Um, I want in that same so, somebody to go back and be like the Osley Brothers. <laughs> okay, that's narrative you want for those, your ass. You want those? So the whole out. story. Uh, yeah. that's the narrative for your ass. I want I like that. I want people jumping out of closets and catching people Woo. in the act. Even Kelly Price, a friend of mine, narrative. Yeah, that's narrative. I want some. That's what I want. Mr. Big. Okay. That's what I want. Yeah. So I just want to give a quick fizz to her. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Nice. Um, up next, the Real Housewives of Atlanta are back. Yes. So this past Sunday, Bravo was all ago because we had um, Nini. Well, actually, we did not have Nini. Say, in no, first did one. not. No, we had. And Kenya. rumor has it she won't have Nini in episode two or three. It's going to be a few because she's got suspended. I was going to say the rumor is that she was suspended. She was suspended for what she did last season. What did she do? I forgot. She she put her hands on a couple cameramen. Uh, oh, from with the closet scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But we had Kenya. We had Portia. We had Cynthia. We had Candy. Um, Eva. We, we had Cynthia, Eva. We had. Portia. We had sincerely. Who? Sincerely. Who was that? Uh, the girl who supposedly Dennis was supposed to be cheating on. Oh. That came in OLG. <laughs> but anyway, we. So the. I think that the premiere opened up with a lot. It was definitely very baby heavy. You have to say a lot of babies. Very baby heavy for this yes. very first episode. Um, all of the girls are talking about their, you know, either everybody's got a baby on, now. They either have basically. a baby, a new baby, or a baby is on the way. Oh, by um, so it's very interesting to kind of see that 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 place that everyone's at in their lives. And then it was also a child's party that was kind of like the big event that everyone mm -hmm. got to go at. I watched an interview and let Kenya Moore tell it. Um, Candy is apparently the highest paid housewife. She is, and that makes sense to me, though. How so? It makes sense because Candy would be one of the OGs. She's been on but higher than Nene. I think probably. I mean, but Nene has also taken breaks. True. From Real Housewives of Atlanta, so True. she's come on, she's left, she's come back, those types of things. And then also with that suspension, there also might have been some kind of pen penalty. When she that. at one point making like a million dollars a season, it's possible. But then also you also have to think about Candy's bag. Candy's probably also behind the scenes too. In some respect, you know, mm -hmm. she don't turn down no check, right? So she's probably also taking home some type of behind the scenes credit, whether that be producer, whether that mm -hmm. be, you know, it's part of her contract yep. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So I think, of course, we're going to have we're going to get Nene back when she comes off of this uh, supposed suspension, Quote unquote, alleged suspension, this alleged suspension, um, which is fine. You know, I yeah. don't think that we need to have her back. I mean, the first episode I thought was it was a cute little beginning. It's like a reintroduction um, to what we will see. Do you have any predictions for what you think might happen down the road? No, not yet. Um, I'd be very intrigued to kind of see the dynamic, you know, especially now that Kenya's back in the mix. This so. is what I see happening. Okay. I definitely think Kenya and Nini are going to come to 
uh, uh, not blows, but it's going to be definitely. Yeah, they've been talking real. It's definitely going to be about each other, something's like, happened in within this season that yeah. is going to really kind of take all hands off, all yeah. gloves off. Um, I think also you will what we saw towards the end of last season is the the continued decline of Cynthia and Nini's friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I saw that in there as well. Oh, um, I liked them too. I want Friends. to learn a little bit more about candy this season like what i want us to go it seems like they're going to talk a little bit about it though there seems to be some frustration with her and todd okay in regards to business practices oh, okay. um and so i really want to i hope at least i hope that we can get into that a little bit more um so those are some of the things that i'm excited to see mm-hmm. of course cynthia i think is going to get engaged to mike i thought that, she already was engaged i don't know is she i don't know I thought so Oh. She might be. Because he lives know. in L.A. Yeah. And uh, the, her daughter lives with On the too. show right now, she's not oh, okay. engaged. Oh, but okay. I'm thinking. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I knew about the Porsche and Dennis stuff, but I'm sure that they'll kind of get back together or and what figure about it Eva? out. What? What about <laughs> Eva? She don't have that baby, and I think that that's just going to be that. It's going to be that. The first episode for me definitely gets a fizz. What about you? It gets a fizz. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see more. It'll get, it gets a fizz for me. Nice. Cool. All right. Is that all you have? That's all I have. Cool. Cool. For cool. Me. All right. So, as we always do, let's give a final thoughts. Um, what do you have to say about this episode this week? I mean, for me, I go back to the spill segment, which is that Same. cancel culture. And it's yeah. just... Um, showing grace to people and doing the research mm-hmm. uh, before making your decision and not necessarily jumping on bandwagons, how how much it may be desirable to be seen as woke and always in the know about everything. Do the work that comes along with that. I agree. Um, discernment. Discernment is very, very important in being able to educate yourself and make educated decisions. So I keep it short too and I agree with you on that. So great. take the time to do that. Here and, and now take the time to enjoy the view. Girl. <laughs> All <Wow>. right. <laughs> you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. You can email us with any ideas for um, topics or segments and content at coldpopshow at gmail.com. And as always, subscribe, rate us, share Comment, us with a friend. Share yes. all of that good stuff, guys. Yes. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus D. Steele with an E on the end. And I'm on Instagram at Trenton Rashad, and I'm on Twitter at Trenton RD. And if you ever see an episode or if you ever, if, what do I want to say here? If I you, don't know, girl. I'm, uh, I'm trying to put this politely and professionally. Um, if we ever skip an episode again, you know why. Thanks. All right, guys. Cut and print. Take care. Thank you for listening. Bye.